Vertical integration. Synergy. Past the briefcase. Attention. Interest. Desire. Action. Strengths and weaknesses. Everyone turn to slide. What's your end game? What do they want that they don't know they want? Dow Jones. Welcome to Great Samaritans, the podcast where we take a deep dive into your favorite food and beverage brands. I'm Thomas Stern, joined by my co-host, John Ramsey, and we're doing this podcast to prepare us to start our own food or beverage business one day. How's it going, John? Yawn, yawn, yawn. It is a late night record, and I just want to let the listeners know that the podcast is bay. I am I am up late. We are recording. Absolutely nothing is getting in my way right now. So I'm excited. I'm very excited to be here. I feel like I have some good energy. I got some good sleep last night. And I got a new laptop. So those are all things that are going my way. Congratulations. Did you Thank get you. a Dell? Was it? Dude, it's a Dell. <laughs> now, John, we record at 7 p.m. Chicago time a lot. Mm-hmm. We've done it before. It's now 7.45 Central Chicago time. Yes. And you usually eat after we record, which I yes. always find crazy because it's like 9 p.m. by that time. Yeah. Have you had dinner yet? No, I've had aged cheddar. I've had red bell pepper crackers. And I've had um, a balsamic vinaigrette hummus. And so I've, if you can imagine, I've mixed some of them together and eaten them as a small snack. But I have not had my official dinner yet. Yes. I'm going to have it after. I'm kind of exploring with the fasting idea. I'm okay. I'm kind of exploring that idea. All right. So are you considering not having dinner tonight? No, 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 no. Okay. The other end. I haven't really had breakfast. I don't really Got eat it. breakfast anymore. So I've had a small lunch all today. And do you think you might ever eat at a more normal time? Dinner, that is. Get with the times, Thomas. Your age is showing, man. We're young. We're eating whenever we want. Okay. Yeah. Have you have you heard about Spain or the people who live in Spain? No. I know some of my more European-style friends, more like my friends' parents, eat really late, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. And that's So that's not normal to you? No. Your food is still digest. If you have meat, it's still digesting when you're in yeah. bed. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What's the problem with your meat digesting in bed? That disrupts your sleep. Your body needs to do one oh. thing at a time, basically. Okay. I actually didn't know that. I will look into that, and maybe I will adjust my eating habits. Nice. Yeah. Now, let me ask you one more question. Yeah. If there were two presidential candidates... One running on a platform of eat whenever you want, you know, kind of a more progressive presidential candidate, and then another presidential candidate running on the platform. Breakfast is at six to eight in the morning, <laughs> lunch is at noon, and dinner can't be after eight p.m. Who would you vote for? They're not really running on any other political beliefs. It's just these are the two things. Yeah. Okay. You can ask them about policy, and they'll both just look at you blankly so you you can (laughs) i'm gonna do something that the audience isn't expecting i'm gonna go with that you can eat whenever you want and here's why whoa i feel like they're gonna enforce this somehow and i think you should have the freedom to eat whenever you want but you should choose to eat in those times that you mentioned 
nice. Did you catch my little uh, yes. ADR? I added a little audio in. Speaking of audio. Why <laughs> <laughs> are you what? <laughs> There's going to be another person adding audio to this episode. His name is oh, Alexander nice. Richards. He was in my The Groundlings class. Very funny teammate, improviser. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you for having me, guys. This is uh, looking to be exciting. I didn't realize you got so political on this show. We do. We yeah. like to we like to divide the audience right away. Minute two. Who are you voting for? You know, <laughs> that's great. Now, before we get into the food, sorry, Thomas, for breaking format. How long have you been in Australia before you came up to the states? So, uh, I was there for what 24, 24 years. I moved over to New York. Wow. Uh, did a bit of uh, laughs in that, and then I got kicked out by um, by the president. Um, and on my way back through Fiji. <laughs> Holy cow. Was that, and I'm so sorry, was that the current president or was that a president maybe before this one? I think it was one? a president before this one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember exactly which one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we're, you know, we're on our way back. It's been a journey. It's been a wonderful journey of bureaucracy and paperwork. Absolutely. And hey, you got a happy ending. You're on the Great Samaritans <laughs> podcast. How about that? That was Alex? the trade. That That's was exactly right. the trade. <laughs> you, you go back That's to Australia, right. but you um, you get to be on this podcast. And I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> it's a little deal we worked out. So you're going to be representing Australia also with the brand you chose. Yes. I love that you chose something that I'd never heard of and that's not available in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Dare Iced Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Explain why you chose this brand. I was trying to, like, because I think the prompt that you gave me was something like, something that you have an affiliation or a story with. And that, that was like, I came up with a lot of conceited sort of approaches, I think. But this one I'm actually, like, mm -hmm. have a lot of memories with. And I affiliate with it. It's sort of... I'd see a lot of its marketing and branding as failures. And that's why I, I kind of <laughs> like it because it is, nice. I think, ostensibly a sort of bad product. <laughs> but it just uh -huh. is so ingrained in the particular areas it is that, um, that uh, you know, I just have grown to love it. I think also I don't think it technically can call itself iced coffee or maybe that's like dare iced coffee is the name. But I think it's a caffeine flavored right. milk is the way it um, has to right. be. Yeah, because it's... <laughs> yeah, so go in a little deeper to just explaining the company and the products that you're familiar with. So, I'll, like, where you might see this is, you. let's say you're on... There's a lot of long driving in Australia because people tend to be focused in cities mm -hmm. and they're spread apart on the mainly on the eastern coast. And so where you typically first see it is someone who is a truck driver, a truckie, who's doing, let's say, a 20-hour truck drive or like, you know, 11 to 20 mm -hmm. or it could be a few days. And they'll just grab from the service station, like a pit stop, like four of them, like four giant mm -hmm. oh, wow. pint and a half sized uh, versions of them. And, you know, you're nine years old and you think, I'm, I'm going to have that. That looks delicious. And it tastes mm -hmm. like a chocolate milkshake and it, and it feels like cocaine. Mm. And it's a, lot of, it's a lot of caffeine. It has something like... <laughs> A really interesting recent twist, it has something like uh, twice the recommended daily amount of sugar in it, but recently they have a no added oh sugar version, which only has the daily amount of sugar in it. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, in Australia as well, you have to put all that nutrient information, like the recommended, yeah, you have to put yeah, all that yeah. on the back. So 
I think it's it's really um that kind of like working class <laughs> like caffeinated flavored milk. A really Absolutely. interesting fact about it is in South Australia it outsells Coke. Wow. Yeah, as like the number one caffeinated drink. So the it's not a fringe thing. It is I think there is a it's stapled oh. into the fabric of our culture somehow. Wow. And now is there more caffeine in compared I guess compared to Coca-Cola? Do you know the numbers on You can the top get of your something head? the size of a Coke can. Like cuz they have a lot of options. You can get something the size of a Coke can. Uh, with yeah. three times the amount of ca- caffeine in a Coke. So it would be that would be the triple espresso. Yeah. But they tend to do it, they mark sure. the amount of caffeine by like the coffee standard. So yeah, mm-hmm. my usual order from the supermarket or whatever would be a double espresso, no added yeah. sugar. I think that gets me going. Uh, keeps me nostalgic. But And now is that a barista is making that or is there there is a behind the refrigerator door there is a version of the drink i don't i think a uh barista would feel insulted by the the sight of one of these and that's another interesting part about it uh like australia's got an incredibly snobby coffee culture um and there's something that runs so antithetical to that in this dare milk that i also love you know um it's like, no, this is caffeinated milk with with sugar, mm-hmm. and you're going to love it, and you're going to be addicted to it, and I am. But yeah, definitely not a barista. I think it's made in some sort of factory, or maybe uh, one yeah. huge vat somewhere where you're not with allowed to With a propeller at the bottom. Yeah. I like immediately hearing about Dare. I like that it's pr- almost proud of the fact that it's not coffee. <laughs> Like, you know, yeah. it calls itself coffee as a technicality, but everybody knows what it really is and what it's there for. And I also really like that it sounds like it's been, I want to get into the failures of the company a lot, but the fact that it keeps bouncing back in some way is really endearing to have like the comeback kid. That's right now, Dare to me is like the comeback kid of uh, caffeinated milk brands out there. Yeah, there's something... uh very yeah diff like kind of an underdog that's how i feel about it but massive at yeah the same time. i think maybe that is the marketing though right by barely trying at the marketing by kind of being associated with uh like you know kind of basic non-premium uh, like groups of people you you can view it as the underdog mm-hmm. where um yeah <laughs> i'm not the degree i know a few facts about it that run directly against that <laughs> like <laughs> it, it, for example one of its competitors is um the farmer's union iced coffee which is actually owned by bigger yep, okay. like the bigger milk producer which is about as australian as you get like it's this country all australian owned bigger milk and like they don't do as well and i think that's realized coffee it actually tastes like iced coffee and the second thing is i know this company was bought out by china um two years ago dare so but i actually don't know if you get (laughs) much more australian than a multi-million dollar company being bought out by uh china so yeah so i think there is even it even fails to be an underdog you know (laughs) yeah which is on brand strangely exactly yeah now they have have you seen their cold brew latte product oh yeah um so I've seen the cold brew latte. Um, I've I've tried it a few times, and 
you know, there's something about it that that feels a little wrong, but, you know, it does the job. I still think they make their commitment to the absurd amount of caffeine. I've tried all sorts of their products because I see that dare and it's sort of a Pavlovian response to, to grab it just to do damage to my body. It could be the middle of the night and I'm grabbing that mm-hmm. just to, <laughs> you know, be part of a brand ambassador and shorten my life a little bit. Um, but yeah, look, and I've tried a bunch of these cold brew sort of and sparkling latte and these cans. And I actually think a lot of them are extremely disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys had these oh, wow. like mm-hmm. sparkling latte things or anything like that? Ew. Oh, N- no, no. I wanted to compare Dare to like a traditional Starbucks iced frappuccino right. that you'd buy from the store or from, you know, the refrigerator yeah. aisle. Because I think that to a lot of listeners is going to be how we can kind of get a feel for what dare is doing. i think that's true except just imagine that everyone like a majority of people buying this starbucks are like tradesmen like electricians and and truck drivers and that sort of thing Mm. and i think that would be like Mm -hmm. the perfect sort of example yeah there's a company called international delight that sells pre-made coffee with milk in it in half gallon cartons and wow. that is the most analogous thing that I could find that's available in the States. But it's really not much of a thing. I want to analyze the difference in Australia versus the U.S., whether it's just like the terraforma, where, whether it's the long trips that truckers need, that these long road trips need this caffeine for. Because America has roads, yeah. too. Why isn't... Why isn't milk, <laughs> milked coffee, coffeed milk, yes. however you want to say it, why isn't it picking up as much as it is in Australia? Do you have any insight you on that, think. Alex? I'm not entirely, like, do you, do you have any um, understanding of what truck drivers in America, what their preferred beverages are? Have you had any truck drivers on to this podcast so far? <laughs> no, I have a theory. Yet. I would love to get some I, on, Thomas. I think so. The actual... Um, analogous product to this is instant coffee. So powdered coffee that you mix with hot water. And I think that hot coffee in the morning is sort of more what these truck drivers or when they're grabbing a coffee from a gas station, Mm -hmm. it's either an energy drink or hot coffee. Mm -hmm. I think milk has the stereotype of putting you to sleep. And it's a vicious stereotype. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a nasty, nasty rumor that needs to be debunked. Right keep away. you awake. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Some extra, in yeah. The morning, yeah. Um, sorry, some extra points that might that even confuse it a little bit more. Starbucks tried to open up in Australia, and it like did not do well at all. Like I think we have one left. Like it just Whoa. really failed. Whoa. But. Another interesting thing is we don't have that American style pot of coffee at a diner sort of thing. You know, like we don't have yes. that at all. We have like long blacks. And if you have an instant coffee, you won't. I mean, you can get that at most petrol stations now, but it's not. Yeah, I think it, like a gas station. Sorry. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. No. Yeah. So I don't know. That could be more it. It's like instead of grabbing an energy drink or one of those people just grab some milk mm. with a little bit of caffeine in it yeah, yeah. so i don't know it's a, it's a tricky one i wonder if there's any australian 
culture reasons or something like that it does better as well? Do we just love our milky? Well, that's what we are here for. That is what we are mm-hmm. here to uncover. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get into the brass tacks. And we're back. All right, so in early 2020, the parent company for brands including Dairy Farmers, Pura, Dare, Farmers Union, and YoPlay will be sold to dairy company China Mengnu for 600 million. So that happened. (laughs) In November 2020, the Australian company Bega Cheese purchased Lion Dairy from Japan's Kirin, which brought Dare back to Australian ownership. It's news to me. Wonder what the impetus of that was. Yeah. So as you mentioned, it was bought by a Chinese company. What was that Chinese company called again? Meng Niu. I just like, yeah, that sounds right. I just like seeing you struggle sometimes. Yeah. So there's not that much information on Dare. But yeah, let me play two of their ads that I think are actually pretty great. Can I buy? Mr. Murray. Have you decided on a name? We're thinking Callum. <laughs> this is Callum Murray. <laughs> Callum Murray to the seafood aisle. Callum Murray. Why'd they name you that? <laughs> I take you. Callum Murray. <laughs> Let's make it Jack. Drink it through with Dare Ice Coffee. Yeah. Ooh. Drink it through. Oh, I like. I love the impact at the end, and that's a bit of a staple of dare, sort of a dare smashing things or uh, some sort of heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a there's a heavy impact that you'll see. I think it was exclamatory and declarative, <laughs> and it positioned itself in a way where you're not capable of making good decisions until you drink dare, which I love. Very yep. good idea. Love that. And this one, they're taking shots at hipsters, which is always great. Take those hipsters down, dare. Uh, That confirms it. Uh, You got hipsters. Multiple hipsters? Uh, You never get just one hipster. Oh, wow. Uh, Our place is riddled with them. (gasps) Three natural ingredients, 100% Arabica beans, and you're cold brewing it. What'd you expect? Shoot hipsters. Scram! So what do we do? You could try sprinkling some instant around the place. And the bike rack will have to go. A uh, fancier And you hear fix. the impact was even fancier. That was interesting. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. That one was more mysterious. I was just going to explain ahead, it for the listeners. You saw a plumber looking guy who's there to, I guess, exterminate the hipsters. Yeah, and, probably uh, an exterminator yeah. looking guy. <laughs> Like a cockroach. Yes. So, really strong statement from Dare on this one. They're saying, hey, hipsters, we don't need your money, right? Okay, so this is something I found really weird about that ad, that it was a, it was like a huge swing, but then the ball seems to disappear. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if it's a home run or a foul or whatever's going on, right? Because you had a blue-collar yeah. guy come in who... At first, we're like, that guy yeah. is Dare. That guy represents Dare and Dare yeah. drinkers. 
uh, exposing hipsters, yeah. seeming to like just he hates them. It's his, it's the thing he hates the most. Mm-hmm. And this woman who uh, appears to be the executive for Dare is both dismissive of the hipsters but worried about manufacturing enough Dare. And at the end, we're told that it is fancy, appealing to the hipsters, and not appro- not approved yeah, by the blue right. collar guy. But at the same time, the ad itself made fun of the hipsters. So you've got this sort of ironic thing happening where. It, you get both at once. You get, oh, yeah, I yeah. hate hipsters. Yeah. I'm going to drink dare. And, oh, I'm like that blue-collar worker. I'm going to drink dare. So the brand identity is opposed to and the product. I think I think it's a genius move or a terrible move, and we don't know. On, on top of that, well, I think genius and madness are sometimes thinly drawn lines. The, uh, th- these hipsters also loved it. Like, they're infesting... The factory to drink this so hipsters should love it it's great because it's showing that they want to dominate because they they probably do well with their standard double espresso and now they're trying to get into the hipster market Mm -hmm. while making it clear their stance on hipsters (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's a magnificent power move and i just want to give kudos one more time to this commercial because normally for a hipster to enjoy something it first has to be liked by the mainstream and then abandoned by the mainstream and then recaptured in a vintage campy way yes and so i feel like it's like a whole process to become beloved by hipsters and what i love that they did was they went straight for the jugular they didn't say we need to go through the beginning we're saying no we're going to start at the end we're going to say this you know this isn't for you. I'm not. I know I'm not making any sense, but I just really want to applaud. Yeah, no, they that did commercial. They went. They skipped everything to. They already like us, and now we're going yes. backwards. We don't want you anymore. They started at the finish line. It's yes. a neg. What they did. Yeah, it's an opening. <laughs> it's a oh yeah moonwalk yeah. campaign. Oh yeah, yeah. They're proud that they don't have to export, and you know maybe. Some business analysts would recommend expanding to international markets, mm-hmm. but that seems anti-brand, anti-identity to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe what they do is they limit their distribution even more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's already a beloved product that is a necessity for people going on long road trips. Take it away. If you want to make money, I think this is a rare example where you get a take it away. Yeah, Mm. I think that's true. I think um, like the sort of aggressive nature of the hipsters ad, we need to people need to know that they're taking it away. So I'm I'm thinking empty bottles of dare still get distributed across Australia. So you'll go to the store. Interesting. I'm listening. Yeah, you'll go to the store. You'll open it up and you'll pour and there'll be nothing there because it will still be painted tan as if there's uh, your milky goodness inside it. And you're poor and there's nothing yes. there. And, uh, and then yes. on the top of the website, it should say, we do not distribute to, and then we'll figure out, <laughs> still trying to figure out who they're not distributing to. Whoa, this is a power play. So you don't stop distributing to certain locations. You just distribute product list bottles there. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the one issue that, the logistical issue I see here is that you'll lift it and you'll, it won't mm-hmm. weigh the same amount as a full bottle. So you won't buy that. You'll probably mm-hmm. know it's empty. 
I think there's such trust in the product that people will still buy it. I I think I would still buy it, assuming Some, I was wrong. Yes. If you know, if I if I. You're right. Some people will still buy it, even though it's way too light to contain anything. For the people who catch on, <laughs> maybe once they do it and then they go back to that store, mm-hmm. maybe what you do is you fill it with water. It could, it could be an idea. I'm telling you, though, it would take me about three times going, yeah. and I'd still probably buy it. So there is there's a rollout opportunity All to right. fill it with water. We need to reward our loyal purchasers, the people that buy the empty yes. container... And they don't try to fill it up with anything. They just accept this is what the company does now. <laughs> we need to reward them because they are the true fans. The people that purchase the empty bottles and take them home are the true fans. And we need to find a way to reward them. So how do we reward those people? Yeah. yeah go. <laughs> I got it. Obviously, there's a lot of product that isn't being shipped. There's a lot of product that is. Because production still bottles, but happening the at the same rate. <laughs> there's a reservoir. There's a reservoir. It's a Willy Wonka-style reservoir of dare. Yes. Caffeinated milk. Mm-hmm. And you get to go on a trip, you know, like day, I don't know, day trip, week-long trip. You get a swim in it. You get a drink it. That's just where my, my mind went. I think Dare bath. Yeah. Dare bath. Yeah. I think that's true. I think because that's, um, you know, limiting their supply to really the walls of their own factory. Um, they So mm-hmm. you got to open it up. And you'll see a little address there, and it's a call to action to pick up your belongings um, and, and move to to wherever the dare factory is. And, you know, there's walls made of caffeine powder. There's, you know, some kind of uh, concentrated syrup. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's uh, all sorts of Willy Wonka-esque eccentric uh, <laughs> yeah, things going on. That's where... I'm finding an issue because it has to be different mm-hmm. than Willy Wonka for oh, copyright yeah. reasons. Yeah. I think it, instead of looking trippy like uh, Willy Wonka, it looks like that commercial. It looks like a coffee factory. And mm-hmm. then there are stalls that look kind of dingy where it's just uh, it's just a piece. Of, it looks like a public bathroom, but there are bathtubs in them with, you know, rusty faucets that you turn the faucet open and dare comes out and that's where you do your dare bath you mm-hmm. you have to bring your own towel mm-hmm. and that empty bottle is your ticket in yep that's true do you still get to drink it it seems like now it's you know uh it's through the skin you absorb it alex you can do whatever you want in that bathtub <laughs> that's what i wanted to hear you can shut the door and we will look the other way, my friend. Yeah, that sounds like a good deal. I think as well the other thing that they do at the same time is I want more multi like I want more trade wars or like sort of ownership wars with there. I want them to sell themselves yes. to yeah. pitch the yeah. I want an open country bid, like auction where Venezuela buys it for a couple months. You know, and mm-hmm. it's it's all political all sides of the political spectrum I want to see have mm-hmm. part ownership or temporary ownership of debt. And I want to see more ads where they claim that certain groups, certain cultural groups are obsessed with their apropos mm-hmm. of nothing, you know, uh, e-boys obsessed with their, you know, for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's just an ad complaining about more and more niche uh, subcultures. That's um, perfect. Complaining about who we want to be interested 
That's so genius. I like both of these ideas a lot. Now, let's start with the first, where you want to shift ownership to different international bodies. Now, this benefits you because you like how it was bought by China and then rebought by an Australian company. Is your reasoning for doing this because True Dare fans really like when the ownership changes? It's the, it's shout out to Meng Yu. <laughs> Yeah, it's the uh, it's the narrative of it. You know, it's it's the it's the mm. hero's journey, and we don't see. I think in the financial sector, we don't see enough hero's journeys. Uh, you see a lot of uh, you know formal analysis, but I want to see basically a three act story, story structure happening with the publicly traded assets of Dare. I want to see and constantly coming back to local farmers, bigger, whoever it is. Right. And, you know, sure, you might lose some people. There'll be outrage. There'll be gossip. But um, true Dare fans will have faith that it will return back. And so all of this effort is to secure the loyalty of the true Dare fans. Yeah, I think so. Or entertain them. I think it's a bit of entertain entertainment for sure. I think it's also, mm-hmm. you know, there could be even an ad campaign where where Dare expresses that they that they hate CEOs and, and see. I was thinking the same thing. Same thing. As soon as we get even close to, you know, actually offending or pissing off a group that we actually want to buy the product, boom, we make a commercial where they're the the cockroaches in our factory ceos can't get enough of dare why are they drinking Mm. yeah it's like why are they drinking dare we wish they stopped exactly why are all these german ceos drinking dare and trying to buy up dare we wish they we wish they stopped so it's kind of you get this double approach we get the Mm -hmm. the strange ad and you get the changing ownership kind of cross cross mesh so yes we do the moonwalk neg technique at the highest level of business with <laughs> global politics, who we want to buy the, the entire company. Moonwalk neg, <laughs> moonwalk neg with global politics. <laughs> yeah, and there may be wars. Absolutely. Is there concern that the value of the company might decrease as it sw- every time it switches hands? Is that a valid concern? It's an extremely valid concern. Um, I think it it's going to be. Uh, and that's just, I think it's a completely <laughs> reckless move business-wise that, uh, Alex, help us out here. Is this a bad idea It's a t- or how can we make this work? It's a, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, but that there's a deeper value than, um, than the measurement, you know, in, in financial, uh, terms yes. or even in, in USD and trade weighted indexes, the deeper value is, uh, standard servings of caffeine. And that is something mm. that will stay constant as it. You know. That is an area of attack. Real quick, Thomas. Yeah, that's an area of attack where we get in. We get in. We start going to all the parties that the dietitians are going to, and we start to convince them that the standard amount of caffeine <laughs> that a person should mm. be consuming a day is the yes. exact amount as a dare bottle. And remind me again, what is it? 100, 140, 150, 160 milligrams milligrams thank you it's a lot of caffeine is the gold standard and i think there you have extra bottle and that so that's that's base level now and then you'll your standard dare will have double that and then you'll have no added caffeine dare that will have 160 milligrams and that's your recommended day perfect so that's that's from the doc that's straight from the doctor baby yeah alexander has a beard and looking at him 
gave me an idea that would justify shifting owners for the purpose of the true fans. And, you know, something that I've never seen is a company intentionally cannibalizing itself to be a mm. martyr of some sort. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> I just Is there I, an advantage? Yeah. yeah. I think if you go down this path, you keep negging big companies into buying the company and then each time its value shrinks a little, eventually we're going to go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> in such mind-blowing glory, that uh-huh. it will be a legendary achievement. Yeah. We're measuring value in business success and maybe that's not maybe that's not what we should be after. Whoa, Thomas, that's a big sentence you just said. That redefines <laughs> the entire metrics of what we've been doing this show about. It's always been about money. Are you are you saying there's more in most companies? That's the standard way to value, to measure success. But maybe for a company like Dare, maybe that's not what they're, I mean, we saw it with their hipster commercial. Maybe Mm -hmm. they're not in it for the money. They're really in it for the glory. Yeah. And what is a more glorious end? Yeah. Than negging a company into buying it for slightly less every single time. So companies are always losing a little bit of money until Dare vanishes. Yeah. And then... And then once Dare vanishes, vanishes, the, the true fans, all that will be left will be those empty bottles. No, I was just thinking it reminds me of an old tale in Australia about this young boy who was born to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Mari. And they were thinking about what they were going to name their son. And they ended up going with Callum. And he grew up and he was made fun of because his name sounded like Calamari. And it was made fun of constantly. And then someone... Uh, in this tale, in the moral was that this guy, he had a dare, and he realized that he shouldn't have been called Calamari. He should have been called Jack. And this, you know, maybe if a bunch of these capitalist fat cats who are buying dare actually had a dare, which they can't because it's not available in their countries, then they would know better than to buy a, co- a company with this business model. And in a cruel sort of snake-eating-its-own-tail sort of cosmic lesson of the universe they'll they'll learn they'll have one dare okay and that's when they'll sell it off to the next company they'll have a dare they'll buy the dare they'll be like we have to try it and they'll be like oh we shouldn't have bought this and the next company and the next company until everybody in the world has had a dare and we um we all hold hands and just feel the anxious buzz of too much caffeine roaming through our bodies with that milky milky mouth feel Slow fade to black. (laughs) That was beautiful. That was beautiful. What I love about it is (laughs) you've shown us that that first commercial we watched was a prophecy. Mm -hmm. They knew knew what it was about when they made it. They've known this whole time what the grand plan is. They knew the whole time. They've always yeah. known what was going to happen. They knew. They, they knew about this podcast. <laughs> yeah. They knew about it all. They knew about the China sale. It's scary. How the knowledge is scary. So, real quick, before we get into the final segment of the show, we've been saying over and over again that we're going to be negging these companies into purchasing Dare. Could we come up with one to two to three negging ideas that we could sell to the businesses? Or no. 
that we would be as dare. So we're nagging the businesses. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yes, we should get the ball rolling. We should. I think you sell, you target a country of and, a, and like a type of business and then you let it open auction. So I think like, you know, you could, you could sell it to like British people having tea and they're like throwing their tea at the wall being like, I hate tea now. I love dare. I love that. I think you just do that commercial that we saw, that hipster commercial. You just inject that with different yeah. people and cultures. And, and that's, that's going to save us money on the writer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we won't need to hire a writer. <laughs> okay, nice. So we've got the, the teetotalers that we're going to target in the first ad. In the Thank next you. one... Canadians fucking figure skating. Mm-hmm. Oh, Take yes. down Canadians. So... Using the same formula, you have uh, Apollo Anton Ono, speed skating. And the, but we need to think of a product that we're introducing with this commercial that makes sense. So maybe it's maple oh. syrup flavored. Yeah. Cold oh, brew. Oh, perfect. Maple cold brew. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, it does actually. Okay, that's perfect. So we introduced the maple and then we've got the speed skaters going crazy. We need to kick them out of the factory. There's too many speed skaters. Speed skaters love maple cold brew yeah one more country should we stick it to the kiwis alexander yeah stick it to new zealand i mean what are their cultural artifacts that we don't have they all love game of thrones right yeah yeah well it's That's so like the main thing they love <laughs> it's so blind to anything they know about it's just especially <laughs> annoying yeah, it's like game of thrones a four hour long ad <laughs> you see the the um the plumber from the first ad basically conquering his way up from the lowest to the highest to defeat with um an elixir that is dare yeah we don't so, even need to come up with a flavor if it's got the got on it they're gonna want it so. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's the same but it's just got got on it exactly just an extra logo <laughs> we paint new zealand to just be a bunch of people from game of thrones they're the ones that are infesting the factory and you don't call them you don't mention game of thrones you just refer to everyone in the ad as game of as new zealanders yes yes wow and that commercial is seven seasons long (laughs) yes well the brainstorm happened (laughs) i hope everyone's safe i hope everyone battened down the hatches after that storm passed wow Alexander, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything that you want to plug? Well, thank you for, so much for having me. This was super uh, fun, and there were some different turns that I didn't expect. And uh, I'm just I'm happy that more people uh, learn to learn, learn, you know, hear a bit about a product that they might never be able to try. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm grateful that I now know it exists. It's kind of me a too. funky idea. So it thanks. makes me want it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do want to say it. it makes me really want it. It's an exclusive club. Uh, I don't have too much to plug. <laughs> I mean, I do a stream on Twitch. You can go to Bedsty Bed Guy for that, or you can just go, most of the stuff I do. Alexander Richards on Instagram. I'll post about it there. So yeah, Alexander Richards's Instagram is one of the most unique accounts I've ever seen. I'm not gonna spoil what it is but it's extremely fun and entertaining. You should just check it out. Yeah, check out that. And if you like that, you'll like, uh, you'll like the other things I got up to. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to do it for another ep. We'll talk to you mm-hmm. in a week or two. We'll see. Mm-hmm.
Yep, awesome. we'll see. Thanks for listening, and if you know anyone who works at Magnu, shout them out. Or if any truckers want to come on the podcast. Absolutely, any trucker. I'll take any trucker. I would love to interview a trucker. That was Great Samaritans. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Great Samaritans Pod or email us at greatsamaritanspod at gmail.com. Feel like being a Great Samaritan yourself? Rate and review us on iTunes. Bye bye. Consider yourself vertically integrated. Boom. That was synergy. Attention, check. Interest, check. Desire, check. Action, checkmate. Thank you for passing the briefcase. Thank you for telling me your end game. Everyone, turn to slide five. Dow Jones.